0: Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative, and is scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only Robert Lattow. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from your boy. That's it with your boy. Better pray for your boy, Robin Latow. Keep that same energy, podcast. Let's get to the opening bell. I'll be honest with you. I thought by the time that we did another podcast, uh, we wouldn't be talking about Kwame Brown. But Kwame had other ideas. I think his name is Kwame. Dun dun. dun. Kwame That's some old school hip hop For you If you're probably not Shoot You probably need to be 40 Or over to To get that reference I'm talking about Kwame and them Reffing Polka dots Yeah you probably You probably gotta be over 40 For that Honestly I thought I thought the Kwame thing was uh, Not necessarily a one and done But you know I thought it would, uh, it would kind of fizzle out. You know, Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson, Kwame Brown. I didn't think that had much shelf life, to be honest with you. But what happened was, people kept talking about Kwame. And the thing you have to understand is, is people that don't have any jobs are normally the people that are the most honest doesn't mean that what they're saying is, you know, nice or, or anything like that. They just they they're just honest cuz they have nothing to lose. Kwame Brown doesn't work for a network. Doesn't have any sponsorships that I'm aware of, any advertisers. He's not connected to really anything that if he said the wrong thing, you know, he could be punished uh for. Think about Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce just wanted to play poker with some strippers. Nothing illegal about that. It's nothing illegal in the state of California about smoking weed, drinking, playing poker, and having consensual strippers around. There's not there's nothing illegal about that. But he works for Disney or he worked for Disney and ESPN. So that was a problem. And so what ended up happening was more people kept talking. And on top of that, Kwame then started to go looking. Oh, I shouldn't say Kwame went to go looking. People started feeding him stuff from the past that people had talked about. I think this really got another more life to it, a second wind, so to speak, with Charlemagne the God. Decided to talk about it on The Breakfast Club And it makes sense to talk about it on The Breakfast Club Because, you know, websites like mine Radio shows like The Breakfast Club uh, Instagram pages like The Shade Room Stuff like that um, You know, TMZ, Media Takeout, etc, etc You know, viral moments is what, you know Keeps us paid And this was definitely something Going viral, and Charlemagne, Charlemagne's a a smart individual. Kind of, he did the whole two, kill two birds with one stone. He he tried to make it seem like he was on Kwame's side because he didn't want the smoke, you know. But he also brought out things about Kwame that none of us knew. Apparently, Kwame himself didn't know about his dad and his his brother being a killer murderers dad's in jail for murder I think killed his his uh, girlfriend or something with an axe some issues with his brother killing somebody and taking his own life stuff that Kwame said he wasn't even aware of because I guess his, his father was a little bit of a rolling stone and you know he didn't know his brother he didn't know a lot of parts of his Family history, I and mean, you know, I don't know how Charlemagne got the information, but he did, and he put it out there. And even then, I think it might have been close to being over. I mean, he 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 got on Charlemagne about Charlemagne's old uh, sexual assault case, which uh, Charlemagne has always denied he did anything to the fifteen-year-old girl, but admitted he was he did have the party. Uh, where she was at and, and said some things, you know, happened to her that she was assaulted. So even after he said that, I, I thought it was, it was, it was starting to flicker out a bit, but then Charlemagne hit him with the cease and desist. And th- that caused all different types of problems. You know, I understand if, you know, someone's calling you the, the r-word i don't want a a cease and desist so i'm not going to say it if someone's calling you the r-word and you you know you didn't plead to that and you don't want to obviously be known as that i can see how that can be you know upsetting to you and if you got money and you're rich and you got lawyers that's that's what they do i've had my share of cease and desist come through my email the problem is it's just when you 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 know you predicate it off telling people's business you know it, it it seems a little hypocritical you know when you tell somebody not to tell your business your history your past so to speak and it kind of leads to Kwame's point and what I was talking about to a couple of out radio outlets when I did a couple of appearances last week is it, this is really not about name-calling. It's not about Becky with the good hair or calling people, you know, hoes and, <laughs> and punk bitches and all of that stuff. Even though that's, you know, that's funny. I think the crux of what the issue is is hypocrisy. Hypocrisy in media. And I say this as part of media. As someone that's this, you know, not gonna lie to you. Tell a few jokes at Kwame's expense. <laughs> is there is a level of hypocrisy in media that we can give it, but we can't take it. We can give it, but we can't take it. Now, I personally is ne- have never been like that. You know, I understand I'm talking about people's, you know, lives, you know, and I, I try to have, like I said, I have a rule if it's public. That's why I don't talk about, like, stuff that is not out there I would say, like if I knew the stuff about Kwame's dad I wouldn't have just put it out there <laughs> you know you put it out if it got reported and in this case it did get reported by charlemagne then that's that's different but you, you got to be able to take his we give it all the time I mean the hot takers that's all they do is they just they talk about athletes Sometimes on the personal level Sometimes on the court But that's that's what it is And sometimes they take it A little too far You know Stephen A is Taking it too far Skip has taken it Too far I will say Skip Keeps it a little more On court You know where Stephen A Can't get personal But it's weird Because anytime anybody Comes back with him He's, he's always Uncomfortable Remember Kevin Durant came after me. You don't want to make an enemy out of me. Kevin Durant's mama came after him. Uh, yeah, you know it's just how can you spend your entire life talking about people and then when people hit you back, you get upset and offended. I like, I wouldn't get upset and offended. It's just I, I like I said, I don't get upset and offended. I told you I did. Uh, uh, I did that podcast with Arian Foster. And he he didn't like what I had to say he yelled and he cursed and he called me all type of names and said he wouldn't shake my hand and he would beat me up and all of that stuff. And I'm like, okay, man, I mean, get it off your chest. <laughs> I mean, I didn't go and I'm going to bash him I him a Cease and Desist if he plays the, the audio. It's just, you know, it's just what it is. Now, unfortunately, there's a lot of hypocrisy in media. We can like to dish it. We don't like to take it We like to give give it out We don't like to take it And that guy That has to change I think that's More than anything else I think that's what Kwame is showing in life And that goes for Ex-athletes too Why you can't You know Steven Jackson And Matt Barnes You can't get mad You guys chose to, to make fun of the man So you can't say, You can't say Well That's a stupid excuse To be like Well people have been Making fun of him For 20 years Now you're mad at us No You guys are Basketball players you guys are NBA players. Jalen Rose didn't make fun of him. You guys are were NBA players that played with him and were in the league that know how hard it is to get to the league. To know. And the interesting about Barnes and Stack, are, they're not even stars. So they should understand more what it's like to be a journeyman, what it's like to be a role player, how even if you're talented, you, know, you, you, you have to play a role so they should understand so you can't be like oh kumbaya after that you either you know gotta apologize or say you know I understand that's all he wanted that's all Kwame wanted it. it's like you know something you're right you know we, we, we you played you know you was in this league for 12-13 years you know we know how hard it is to be in this league <laughs> you know we was messing around we was joking but you know in in, in, in reality you know you're right you know, don't do all the kumbaya, and your life is dirt, and I want to box you outside. To, come on, man. I only want Stephen A. Smith to say, and, and I don't, you know, he keeps saying that Stephen A. went around the college campuses just to tell people that Kwame Brown was a scrub. I don't know if that's true or not, but if it is, if he got, come on, man, you can't be doing I mean Stephen A just just last month was promoting the Bona Fide Scrub comment. They treated it like a little holiday. Now you don't you don't want to talk about it. Either say, you know, either say, you know, so st- stand up for what you said. I still believe he's a bona fide scrub. I still this and, and or address some of the questions that he has, you know, why'd you go to these college campuses and say this? Do, you know, do you profit? Of negativity and, and blackout you know, just answer some of the questions. And I'll be like I said, I don't agree with everything that Kwame says. I'm not I'm not a dick rider like that. I just don't blanketly agree with everything. What I do is I listen, and I parse out what I think is important. I mean, him calling you know Skip Bayless Dracula and stuff. That's all you know. That's, I'm listening. You know, there's always been. Some thoughts that you know media when it comes to black athletes and how some black media members act. That's that's those are real issues. We've talked about that before. Now how much longer is this gonna be going on? How what type of shelf life is this gonna have? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was slowing down, but it, it seems to be gaining momentum. I mean, this is, you know, Kwame went from 10,000 views to 50,000 views. So I think his last, he got one video that almost has a half million. You know, he went from 10,000 subscribers to something like 200,000 in a week. You know, there's a lot of material (laughs) of people saying stuff about him. You know, and and obviously he has a lot of thoughts now and he, he, he sees that he has a platform. We have to see how long it lasts. And you know, I don't. You know, people are like, oh, Kwame's gonna get a show, Kwame. I don't think so. I th- I think part of the uh, the allure of it is that it's it's raw and uncut. So a lot of the pro- a lot of those people that you think are raw and uncut, then they go corporate, and it's not quite the same. It is. It is not quite uh, the same. So, so we'll see what happens. What. In the blue hell, I had two pretty wild stories go viral last week. And here's the thing about viral: it you just you just never know. Like sometimes you kind of know you're like you know something. This is a story that's gonna get everybody's attention. It's gonna blow up. Sometimes you say that and then nothing ever happens. I mean, I had I don't know what it was a story. I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago. I was like, you know something. This is it. This story's gonna be. The biggest story of all time, or <laughs> well, at least that week, and posted it. And nothing, just I mean it was okay, but nothing, nothing. So these two, I didn't, I didn't expect uh, to to blow up. But alas, this is what happens sometimes. You just, you just never know what get. Once it catches fire, the fire goes out of control. The first one is not even a story, a sports story, or even a story in the states. About, I think it was in Brazil. It's some foreign rapper named MC Kevin. Almost called him Ken. MC Kevin. MC Kevin, um, to get to the end first, uh, jumped off a balcony to his death. He said he's maybe trying to either jump to the room below him or try to jump in the pool. You know, stories vary. Fact of the matter is he didn't make it. And he ended up falling, I think, uh, five flights. Uh, It was five stories up. And, you know, died on impact. (laughs) So, you you probably said to yourself, well, Rob, that's, you know, people, you know, jump off of balconies or slip off of balconies or roofs every day. You know, RIP to MC Kevin, but what's the big deal? Well, yeah, that's kind of the story behind it. (laughs) MC Kevin, um, who I believe was 21, 22 at the time, had just married a lawyer three weeks ago, who's 33. <laughs> nice wedding. They had wedding pics. It looked very beautiful. Uh, had a lot of you know people at the wedding, the big bash and all of this stuff. Three weeks later, MC Kevin is at the hotel with an escort. Uh, he's paying the escort $188 to have sex. Obviously, not a high price escort. His boy sees the escort, it was like, he wants some in on that. And they negotiated a fee of, for, for two, the two for one special at $376. And, you know, they're doing their thing and having a threesome in the hotel. His third boy comes in and says, hey, I want a piece of that too. But at this point, the escort has some boundaries. It's like, you know, I, I'm doing two for 370 Six, I don't want to do the third. I don't want to do your boy. So your boy, the third guy, was like, you know, so screw this, I'm out of here. So while he's walking through the hotel lobby, he runs into MC Kevin's bodyguard or security or whatever. A yes, man. And the yes man is like, hey, man, you seen MC Kevin? And he's like, yeah, he's up there, you know, getting his threesome on. And the bodyguard is like, yeah, his wife's looking for him. She's in the hotel. She's called. She's text. She's in the lobby. She's asking people. She's trying to find his room, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So the third dude hits up the second dude. Is like, look, tell MC Kevin his wife is on the prowl and she's looking for him. So he tells MC Kevin, who says, "I right, cool, but uh, let's finish up here first. and they continue to have sex. Keep the threesome. Second guy finishes up. MC Kevin is still doing his business. The second guy goes to the bathroom and once again is getting updates from the 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 bodyguard that the wife is checked into the hotel. She knows MC Kevin is somewhere and she's looking for him. At this point, second guy goes out to the bathroom, sees MC Kevin and the escort on the balcony. Now, his plan, allegedly, was to he thought the wife was at the door, was coming to the door, was coming to the room. His plan was to jump down to the next floor down, escape. So when his wife came in, she would just see his boy in the escort, and he could say he was never there, and his boy was having sex with the escort. It had nothing to do. Other people say that his other plan was to jump into the pool, you know, get out the pool, and then. You know, make a run for it. Either way, he got, when he got on the balcony, he got, he slipped or his hand, whatever happened, something happened. And he fell to his death. Now, when he fell, guy number two and guy number three and the bodyguard all went down It was like, and, you know, like, what the hell is going on? They all went down there standing by his body like, oh, shit. This is not good. Lastly, the escort comes out. Then the wife comes out. And everybody starts to figure out what exactly was happening. And then it's, you know, rock'em, soccer robots. The wife and the escort are fighting while MC Kevin is bleeding out. And then the wife went on Instagram and gave a RIP message. Because of their marriage, whatever assets he probably has is uh, going to her. And the escort just walked away with a $376. Which I hope she got. (laughs) Sorry, I have a little baby, so I'm a little tired. Uh, Which hopefully she got up front. Maybe. So is there less than him? Probably not. Maybe not jump off balconies. Maybe don't cheat. Maybe don't get married if you plan on having a threesome and paying escorts. There's a lot of lessons here. Maybe we should have Kwame Brown talk about it. Now, the other wild story was from Lions. Not Lions only. (laughs) That's the Charlo brothers. Uh, Lions wide receiver. And I hope I'm pronouncing this right. uh, But I did not have time. Well, I had time. I just just didn't try. Uh, Quintez Cephas. He was dating... A white IG model, uh, Emily Huff. And a couple of weeks ago, Huff accused him and her homegirl of breaking into her house, stealing some of her things, and et cetera, et cetera. You know, regular athlete, white, you know, athlete IG model type of drama. Turned to find out though uh, that Miss Huff uh, had actually broken into her own house because she was getting evicted, and they had locked the locked the doors, changed the locks. And she tried to frame Quintez Cephas uh, for this because she was upset with Quintez uh, for breaking up with her because Quintez found out she was, you know, basically that she was escorting. And escorting for, you know, some wide receivers that had, you know, better stats than him. Uh, this was confirmed by several people that, you know, in the streets, everybody knows that she is slanging that thing. <laughs> And uh, I think it even got a little more run than usual because Quintez uh, was uh, actually accused, falsely accused of rape uh, when he was at the University of Wisconsin and actually was off the team and expelled from the school for for a while uh, until some evidence came about that helped him be found not guilty. And then some other evidence came out that, you know, basically he was falsely accused and this was also by a white woman now not to go all dr umar uh, on you you know because i'm i'm a big you know love is love person you know you you don't know who you're gonna fall for you really don't It sometimes it just happens um it, the the real issue more or less is is this is that you never want to disrespect if you're in an interracial relationship. You never want to make you never want to disrespect the other race. First off, uh, second, you, as long as it's not, and this is kind of a personal thing that you only you know, you know, are are you dating you know the white woman or whatever, the white man, because you guys just happen to run into each other. And you know, it's a love story and, and you wasn't expecting it and that's just who you you fell in love with, or do you got some you got some issues, you know, with black people or you yourself being black. You know, you got issues with black men or black women and that in turn is you know, why you go, you know, you go white. And I also say sometimes this is a product of your environment and then you start Getting used to something. It's just like Think about like, think about coffee Right If you drink A certain Type of coffee Every day Eventually It's very difficult For you to get off. You know You get a little Addicted to that coffee If you're one of those people Like you know You go to Starbucks Every day You get a mocha latte Or whatever it may be You go to You know Even if you're at home And you got your certain K cups That you like You get in that habit now i say sometimes the same thing goes for relationships, and what is of happening is you have to think about it like this a lot of these young black boys they come from you know predominantly black areas but they're young you know they're 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 16 17 you know they don't really know much about relationships they're, they're still going through puberty and all of this stuff and learning about themselves well, you know, you normally as a man, if you go to colleges where well, you really kind of become, not become a man-man, but you know 18, 19, 20, you're getting up there a little bit. Now, imagine you get your scholarship and your scholarship is to Wisconsin. <laughs> your scholarship is to Penn State. Your scholarship is to Alabama. Your scholarship is to the Ohio State University. It's a lot of snow there. It's a lot of snow. And I'll tell you something, and I can tell you this from experience. I tell you this from experience. I'm not saying this is, I always try to, you know, these, these are, I don't try to say opinions as facts, you know, but I can tell you from experience. And it's not everyone, but it's just from experience that a lot of these. Caucasian ladies that go to these schools like Wisconsin and Ohio State and Alabama and Auburn and all of this type of place, they've been in situations. They haven't been around a lot of brothers, you know, and they're curious because you know brothers are cool. (laughs) You know, you know the brothers. The brothers are cool. They're curious. They're curious. Let's be curious about the myths. Some would say they're not myths They curious about Things Some of them got daddy issues They want to you know Make the daddy mad So you know they, They're they very available For the brothers And these are not regular brothers These are you know Athletes in their peak condition It's a little, little fetishy <laughs> But it's true so what I would tell you know, Quintez and just others is that it's, it's it's not necessarily the color of the skin; it's the person that you're dealing with. I mean, you gotta you gotta pay attention to that. It's not really white, black, Mexican, Cuban, Puerto Rican, whatever. It's just you know, look at who you're dealing with. Like Quintez just has bad taste in women. It just it's terrible taste. He needs to stay single for a while. If you've been through, don't no. Just go find your school teacher. Somebody that sells insurance or something. Just, just, just try to keep it low-key, Quintess. The Injustice League. Remember when I told you that the George Floyd verdict meant nothing. Absolutely nothing. The only thing that that meant was Derek Siobhan was going to jail. That was it. That, that was it. It, it didn't it doesn't, it doesn't change anything. Nothing changed. Nothing is going to change until I don't even know if re- reform is the right word. Disband, maybe. I mean, they were shooting people the day after and getting away with it. They they shot the guy that was driving away in the back of the head. DA said, "Ah, oh, they were scared for their lives." They came, showed up in tactical tactical military gear. Like eight, nine, ten of them. This guy had no weapon and was driving the car away from him. But they were scared for their lives? The DA was like, yeah, we're not going to do anything. You got video of cops pulling over a guy for some stop sign violation. Got to throw him in the back of the car. The guy's like, listen, I got a little weed in the car, you know, but I, I don't have nothing else. I don't have no guns. I don't have none of this. They over here testing his daughter, two-year-old daughter's ashes for meth and laughing about it. Ain't nothing changed. Ain't nothing changed. Not nothing. Not, like, I, I hate. I hate to be negative like this. But I was around with Rodney King. People said things, and I'm sure you know people that are a lot older than me was around when a lot of other stuff happened. And I remember when Riley saw writing, he said things are gonna change. Nothing changed. You know, you fast forward, you see Mike Brown and Trayvon Martin, and all these things, stuff's gonna change. Nothing changes. You see George Floyd. How ah, does it check? Nah, man, it's, it's 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 not gonna change because the system in itself is rooted, not just at the cop level, but at the lawyer level, at the DA level. At the investigator level, at the judge's level, at the political level, city councilman, mayor, governor, senator, House of Representatives, president. It's all rooted against us. It's not going to change. I mean, it's sad. I And I'm not I'm normally one that just don't complain, like try to have some answers, but I don't have any answers for you. You know what? One thing I think would be better and I don't even know if it's possible. But I will say that it would be easier to police the police if there was just one department overseeing the entire city. Or the the well, you can't do the entire state. See that that's the really the problem. <laughs> the problem is a place like New York or Los Angeles, you know, yeah, you think of the LAPD, you think of the, the NYPD and all the Atlanta PD and all of this stuff. The problem is, is that there's between, i tell you the truth, between, I used to stay in Long Beach, right? Between, when I used to stay in Long Beach and I used to visit my girlfriend, now wife, in, in basically San Bernardino County, There are like literally that drive i would go through maybe 15 cities (laughs) and each one of those cities have their own mayor they have their own police department their own way of doing things and it's just hard you can it's just hard because you're not gonna hear every case there's a kid here out out in 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 california i remember they shot him in the back they stole the the, the surveillance tapes they didn't have on their webcams or their body cams, and it just it just kind of they just kind of float away. Every once in a while, you know, a case goes national, but I say for every case that goes national, there are hundreds locally that are as bad. You just you never hear about. It, it gets covered up, and no one ever gets punished for. It. I wish I had an answer. You know, my thing is to to gut. You know, because the, they're rotten now. Hmm. You know, they're rotten. So, you know, my thing is to gut everything and start over with better training. You know, it, it like I said, it takes more training to do. I, I remember when I used to work at, when I worked at the car center, they, you did a, like a month of training before they put you out on the phones. I think it's only Six weeks. To be a cop and have a gun and be able to shoot people and make life and death decisions. Just think about that. <laughs> Just think about that. Keep the same energy. I'm going to leave you with this. Because I'm going to need you to keep that same energy. This is important. This is very, very important. You know, I think we have to understand in society. In society. That it's okay for people to like something or not care for it. Okay? That's the first thing. And when I say that, I'm not... You don't... That's I'm saying that you're being angry about it and what I mean by that is this is that if you don't like something or you don't care for something or you don't want to watch something or you're indifferent towards it right that's perfectly fine there's nothing wrong with that that isn't a problem you can't force people to like something now don't get me wrong because this is important as well this is very important as well if you don't like something, you don't have to go out of your way to, to bash it either. Okay? That's important. So, if you don't care for something, it goes both ways. That's why I'm saying you got to keep that same energy. If you don't like something, that's fine. You don't have to, it don't, There's no need to talk about it. You don't like it, that's not your thing, that's fine. I don't like skydiving, you don't see me talking bad about skydivers. On the flip side... If someone just doesn't like something or doesn't care for it, you can't call them names and and, and all of this stuff because they don't, don't like it. And I say all of this to speak on the WNBA. Now, the thing about the WNBA is obviously there are a lot of people that support it perfectly fine. If you like women's basketball, that's fine. That's great. It, it, there's nothing wrong with that. And there shouldn't be people that are down in the league and clowning and, and saying negative things about it if they don't like it. Just, you know, don't watch. And on the flip side, if the WNBA is not your thing, then, you know, don't watch it. Like I always say, like, I like hockey. You know, you're black. I you like hockey? I like what I want to like. You don't have to like hockey. I like hockey (laughs) that's nothing to do with you now but the one thing the one thing I would encourage fans and supporters and people that want the WNBA to strive one thing I would ask them politely to do is when they know that someone Doesn't mean harm or doesn't mean anything negative or really isn't talking about their sport. When that happens, just leave it be. It's not a good look to attack them when you knew what they meant. And I'll give you an example, give you two examples. Mark Stein, longtime NBA writer, writes for ESPN. He's watching the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers. The Suns haven't been in the playoffs in a long time. They're playing the Lakers. Obviously, that's going to cause a lot of attention. Okay. He casually tweets out that he's enjoying himself. He's enjoying meaningful basketball in Phoenix. He, anybody with a brain knows that he's specifically speaking about the Suns, who haven't been good in a very long time. He's specifically talking about the fact that there was a time where the Suns were really good, in the 90s, early 2000s. And then there's the Steve Nash, uh, Morris Stoudemire Suns. And it's been a long time coming. You know that's what he meant. You know in your mind that in no shape, form, or fashion, was he thinking I'm gonna say this to disregard or degrade the WNBA? <laughs> right? But alas, he got attacked. And everybody's talking about well, the this the, the Phoenix Mercury's won three rings and da 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 your sexes and I you know what he meant. Almost listen, almost every every college sport has a, a a female equivalent to it. so if I'm watching Ohio State College basketball and they they're ranked in top five and I say man it's, it's good to see basketball you know back in top five uh, you know I'm not talking bad about what the women basketball I'm talking specifically about the men. There was another situation where I believe it, Baylor. Baylor won the NCAA championship and said, congratulations. Baylor men basketball team. First championship and blah, 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 blah. Obviously, the Baylor's women's team has won a championship in the not-so-distant past. But it clearly said on the graphic Congratulations to the men's basketball team. That's who won. That's what the reference is from. We're referencing their history. Do you recall the time that Kevin Durant was watching the WNBA? Kevin Durant, big supporter of the WNBA. He's watching the the, the game, meaning that he's supporting by watching. One of the, the ladies lighting it up. He said, yeah, that, that number 22 or whatever the, her number was. Lighting it up. That's just basketball talk. It's like this is actually a, uh, you know, when you just refer to somebody by their number, it doesn't mean that you don't know their name. You say 23, you think Jordan. You say 24, you think Kobe. You say 8, you think Kobe. If I'm watching a Hawks game, I said, man, number 11, lighten it up. You know what I'm talking about, Trey Young. I mean, if I'm watching a bus scan, I said, man, at 34 ain't, ain't no joke. You know I'm talking about, Giannis. It's a term of endearment. But it became, yeah, I have a name, da 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 This is why people don't, you know, don't get behind you. This, this is what it is. You can't, y'all you stop being super sensitive to people that are supporting NBA players are the biggest supporters of the WNBA. But everybody's super sensitive about stuff. If the man is watching the game about the Phoenix Suns and he says that he's happy that the Suns are playing meaningful bat, he's not taking a slight at anybody. just talking about the game. You know, just because someone doesn't mention the WNBA doesn't mean they're taking a shot at him. And a lot of these people are supporters of the WNBA. Mark a big supporter of the WNBA. I understand you want the league to blow up. I understand, you know, there are stage with pay discrepancy and, and other things that are problems. You know, the ratings are up. Hopefully the revenues are up. You know, but you can't get upset. If a person doesn't mention your name in a in a in a innocent tweet, you can't get upset if someone's not watching. I I saw somebody tweet it was some it was some WNBA game going on, and they tweet this was a prominent person, and they said if you're not watching this game right now, you're a sexist asshole. <laughs> like, I mean. Maybe I'm watching something else. Do do I got to be a sexist asshole if I'm watching, you know, uh, Queen of the South? Where the game's on? I mean, I I just prefer that. I'm watching Dark Side of the Ring instead of the WMF. A sexist asshole? Like, that's a little much. We want the ladies to succeed. We want them to do well. Uh, We want, you know, they're, they're, they're athletes. They're excellent athletes, top of their sport. They get a lot of support. I have beat writers that cover the WNBA. Have for years. Four or five years. Ask ask how many websites, independent websites, have beat reporters for the WNBA. I do. But you got to ease back and let it happen organically. Don't just be snapping at people that have your best interest at heart. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. I appreciate you listening. Please follow me on Twitter at BSO. Facebook, Black Sports Online. Instagram and YouTube. B-S-O-T-V. Big shout out to ABF Creative for helping put this podcast together. I'm out.